I'm recording now, I'm going live, checking my connection. And we are now live. Hello, greetings all. Hope you're experiencing a wonderful time no matter where you are. I'm here on episode 181 of the BC Motor Tech Tuesday, and that is 181 shows back to back, <laughs> uninterrupted, never missed a beat, even if it was for a short period of time or fell on a very momentous occasion. I'm here with all of you, my family from around the world, and hopefully you guys are doing well and being safe no matter where you are. Hello, Sai Twin. Good seeing you indeed, and hopefully you're experiencing a wonderful afternoon or evening, depending where you are, or morning, depends. LexP911, thanks for joining. Race Attic Performance, thank you as well. Good seeing you indeed. Hello, Neverlift89. Yes, 181. Crazy, right? Three riches. It's a rich. Three riches. Good seeing you. BBB Hazadi, I'm doing great. Hopefully you're doing well. Leonie Sen, good seeing you. UK in the house, courtesy of Morgan8088. Hello, sir. Darwin Terborn, back at you. Unwin, how do you say that? Unwinextency? Hello. I'm great, George. How are you, George Lazo? Hopefully you're doing well. Taking an apprenticeship in Porsche, says Luca Brady right now. Are you guys hiring in the next year? We just may. Right now, we're looking for fab guys, but definitely, you never know. So keep at it indeed. Sergio Martin Design, cheers. I am doing great, and hopefully you're doing well. Much better than last year. Um, hello, Joseph Cannon 600. Good seeing you. First time, Santilan Sam. Welcome indeed. I'm here at the Bismarck facility with quite a few beauties behind me. And uh, for those of you on YouTube, thank you so much for joining this excursion. Of course, you're seeing results of my good friend, Miggy, doing some wonderful editing and giving you all the nice meat and potatoes. So I appreciate each and every one of you. And for those of you listening on the app, whether it is through Anchor or Spotify or iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts or Podbean or, you know, iTunes, you name it. I appreciate you, whether you're using the restroom, jogging, jogging walking your dog, working out. I appreciate each and every one of you. Summer plans is all of 9-11. Well, as soon as the, I would say restrictions are lifted i plan on traveling to europe for a week to meet a few dealers and to set up some plans for business in the rest of the year we have quite a few projects here this summer that we need to complete including some of these 911s behind me and i think one that Mickey's playing with and also some projects we have going for sema this year so i don't know if you can see way far back there way back there a little black 911 way in the back inside the door so that's going to be going on too so it's going to be a pretty busy summer busy and warm summer but that's how we like it Terry LSX, good seeing you, sir. And I look forward to seeing you. I'm sure at SEMA as well. Terry is a very, very prominent celebrity. He's out there making things happen in the automotive world. Terry, I appreciate you indeed. And thanks for always touching base and making sure I'm okay. Mr. James J, James, AKA my best friend, Africa. Hope all is well with you, James. I owe you a call. I'll give you a call after this. Things are pretty interesting, but nonetheless, we are plugging along. Chez Republic in the house, courtesy of Hansa Sedayak. Thank you so much for joining. First time from Connecticut, Cholo CU2. Thank you for joining Cholo. Hopefully we have a good time out here. You can just say Bahazi, Bazadi instead of the whole username. That's easier. It's definitely easier. Bazadi, by all means. That'd be much easier. Chillis from Fuel Fest. Good seeing you, Chillis. Man, wasn't that a great event? Cody and the team put up a fascinating event out there at the Orindale Speedway. It was so packed. I was telling Miggy not too long ago, like, oh my God, you missed out. You should have been there. He's like, oh no, I know I should have. It was bananas. And it was a pretty hot day. It's so weird. We always have extremes of climate when it comes to Fuel Fest. The first one I attended was pouring, 
raining cats and dogs and it was still packed and this one was quite warm and it was still packed so Cody Walker and the team they're putting together just amazing events I appreciate being part of that event as well and the placement they gave the K3V was amazing as well so it's very good good seeing you as well cheerlist Hans Asiak big fan thank you so much I appreciate the kind words ah fab guys says Cindy Kelly Mays well I'm looking for fabricators in house so I have Quite a few guys who helped me out quite a bit. You know, there's Sam, there's Marvin, great individuals, but I need some, I have, we're so overwhelmed here. I need some guys who can just make things happen mid, you know, midday. So that being said, I'm looking for some guys who are very, um, how should I say, comfortable with fabrication, especially when it comes to do with things automotive. Engine mount, um, exhaust manifolds, um, fuel cells, boxes, you know, standard fabrication skills. So I'm looking for a couple guys for that. So that's what it is, Cindy. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's been a while, says EV Marketplace. Yes, it has indeed. Hopefully you're well wherever you are today, this afternoon. Hype Keys, hello. Good seeing you. Seema can't wait. Yes, they can't. It's going to be a pretty crazy one indeed. Olaf911 says I should come to Sweden. You know, I've never been to Sweden. Maybe I should do that. How are your restrictions there right now with the United States? I don't know. Three Rich says, does your shop have AC? Yes. Where Mickey and Team are typically exist. It's nice and comfy. I even have a door slightly ajar. Um, let me see if I can flip that around for you guys to see. Right there. Uh, see? Door is slightly ajar. Just so that I can get some of that nice AC breeze that Miguel is enjoying over there. But back here in the back of the facility, it's, it's, it's just standard climate. No air conditioning. I, the most I have back there is a swamp cooler and the nice breeze from when I opened the bay door. Um, Trinidad in the house, courtesy of Ahmad TT. Good seeing you. Down the road in San Diego, says Rollins Kitchen. You know, I've always liked San Diego. It's a place where I take the kids for site vacationing, they love the, you know, the ambience there. San Diego compared to LA, it's really nice and laid back, which is pretty nice. Um, and the climate's so pleasant, but have some fun out there, Rollins Kitchens. Oh, more San Diego in the house, courtesy of Bobby Solata, Solati, good seeing you. Levin, Netherlands, S. Johnny Blaze. Man, so much amazing people from all around the globe. Thank you so much. Um, is that a 12C? Actually, no, there are two cars here. There's a like at least right here black Elise, and that is a tesla roadster that's back there believe it or not those things have gone up in value like crazy what's going on here <clears throat> lots of bandits i have meetings here at two miguel's right now editing some some video stuff my sister Lindsay's not feeling that great um so she's working remotely and then we have to pull out a bunch of cars kind of do some rearrangement we're actually doing some restructuring here at the, at the shop so that's what we have going on indeed How's it going, my brother? Says Uparse, going quite well. Nice and warm here in Southern California, in Ontario in particular. I'm here in the facility in the showroom. Hello, Hawaii, courtesy of Alexa Boy. Good seeing indeed. Um, and is saying, hey, how's everything going? Are you putting on hold the CSS intercooler? No, not at all. That's still coming. As a matter of fact, I think we're supposed to get a sample this week. So that has nothing to do with what we've been talking about over the past few weeks in terms of emission control substances or components. So no, that's still coming along, sir. Hello, Alex. I don't know if you went to the event this weekend, but I, I didn't go. But hopefully if you did, it was a nice blast. I think Brecky had a nice event, period correct event, which is pretty cool, you know. Love the Honda, says Nashin Muli. That's great. Cindy, if you know someone, let me know, please. I trust you. Support the RPM Act, says TK Run. Absolutely. Please go on SEMA's website, S-E-M-A. Go on the website and then support the RPM Act. This is an opportunity for us as enthusiasts to keep our passion going. And the reason why that's so important is because the EPA has done a smashing job in sending agents out to shut down facilities like ours um, 
you know, just based upon, you know, tuning and um, high performance opportunities, the, 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 the rule goes as, as this, this Clean Air Act rule, that you cannot take any vehicle, any vehicle, let's say like the Porsche right here, and convert it to a race car to do for off-road duty only. And I get it for street activity, that, that makes sense, right? For street, bad, bad, bad. But for racing, my goodness, I mean, race cars will allow us to use them as, as, as articles of enjoyment and stress relief and take out frustration on the track and keeping it off the streets and all that fun stuff. So a world where we can't have race cars unless they're purpose-built is actually quite frightening. But to be able to take a, an old-school Porsche or a new vehicle or a new Mazda or a Toyota or a Nissan or whatever the case may be, whatever your poison may be, and be able to comfortably convert that to a racetrack and have shops support your racing habit is a good thing, I think, you know? So, um, oh, all of that sense that we are okay. Most people are vaxxed. That's good. I'm vaccinated as well, which is good. Nice stuff on the couch, says Zoe Percy. Yeah, it's right here. It's, we need to get rid of this thing. It's kind of old school now, you know? Are you going to take the inside to SEMA? Ernie McFly? No, no, no. I think so far we have slated for SEMA. I think three Porsches and one import is what we have going on right now. TK Runner is in Vegas. We will be there soon, sir. Oh my God, I hope. How's the climate out there, TK? Is it crazy hot? Because I saw last time it was triple digits. And if so, please stay cool out there. Phoenix in the house, courtesy of Austin Deitch. Good singing indeed. Went to college there, it rocks. Nice, I didn't know that, Cindy. I learned so much about you, even though I've known you for so many years, you know? What Cali Beach would you take your kids to, says Exo Truck. Well, right now, I have, you know, I like Manhattan. I also love Santa Monica Beach. You know, the pier there is absolutely beautiful. There's so much to do. In San Diego, last time we went, it was, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of this facility. It was, it was something that was not very popular. The guys from SeaWorld recommended it to us. It's very near SeaWorld itself. If it comes to me, Exo Truck, I'll let you know. I'll send you a DM. But um, I'm drawing a bit of a blank on where it was exactly. But it's, it's in close proximity to SeaWorld because SeaWorld was still closed because of the pandemic. But this place was on. Even though people were social distancing, it was really nice. Um, it had a variety of things to do on the pier. You could swim in the ocean. You had opportunity to go to like different rides. It had like, small carnival opportunities, like small little go-kart tracks. It had an indoor swimming pool area that was pretty nice. It had a restaurant. It was Belmont, I think. It was Belmont Shore, I think it was called. Pretty nice, you know, had a good time. But um, if you want something that warm, more the LA vibe, Santa Monica Beach is really good. Um, they've cleaned up uh, Venice quite nicely before there was a ton of homeless on Venice Beach, which is really sad But recently Venice Beach has been cleaned up. So it's pretty nice, which is pretty good. You know Missed a couple weeks AJ a Jimenez is saying a Jimenez 69. Yeah, you missed out. It was good Well, I guess the one before I wasn't feeling too well because of COVID um, And then I had a good one and then last week I um, had some personal things going on It was just kind of bring me down, but I'm good now, which is fantastic. But yeah, it's been fate. It's been fantastic EK4 Chris from New York City, good seeing you. The blue Porsche says Hyper Keys. Yeah, that's a beautiful Mexico blue 911. That one's getting a conversion as well, which is pretty cool. Um, problems for Tesla Roadster, the client initially was going to modify it because if you drive this Roadster in factory form, it's pretty slow. It has a, a Borg Warner motor or Legacy Cascadia setup. Um, quite nimble, but doesn't make that much power because it was an early iteration from Elon Musk's team. And the client wanted something that was a little bit more in line with the newer EVs. So it's here to get a conversion to kind of soup it up, to make it, you know, twice the power, close to the 400, 500 horsepower range, and to make it a lot more fun, but still have it retain the essence of Tesla and look, look the same way it does. 
still using Tesla components. And I think I successfully convinced the client to keep it as is because they're more viable when they're in factory formats. So that's why it's here. Um, there's some things I want to do within this current configuration, which should make the client extremely happy. So that's what's going on there. Center seat beauty says Ash and Campbell. Yep, there it is right here. Center seat, the first one we ever built, one of three. Kind of built the German flag. We have this red one, a black one there, and a gold one from Mattel, which is pretty cool. When are the Aquanet Beast of Motor shirts dropping? You know, we actually had one, Black People Jump. Last, was it last year or the year before, when Asus and Acronym launched this crazy collab of laptops and they had these shirts that was like a Beast of Motor Acronym, you know, shirt and it was very limited supply, extremely rare. So I anticipate by the time SEMA comes around, we'll have something together. Not just on shirts, but also a collab with, in terms of automotive culture components. So hopefully I haven't said too much. See what happens. Hello, Canal. Good seeing you indeed. Thanks for joining. Oh, Cindy signed a petition. Thank you so much, Cindy. Appreciate you. And guys, please sign it. If you have access to your congressperson, please let them know what's going on. We need our efforts, our, our hobby to survive. We need to be able to race. And if you haven't, please go on some website and sign the RPM Act so we can make sure that we can enjoy our lives in terms of high, high performance. Hello, Siren Racing. Good seeing you. Terry says Chevy. Good seeing you indeed. New age of expression, absolutely. There's a great opportunity to retrofit an EV too, says Sergio Martin Design. Yes, but you know, even though EVs are starting to make up to close to five to 6% of our new cars sold, it's still a long way from the petrol, even the hybrid arena. So that being said, it's gonna take time for people to really embrace this technology. I'm an early adopter when it comes to anything technology-based, so I love that stuff indeed. And you know, even look at this, what I'm wearing. You know, I love water-cooled stuff. I love air-cooled, you know. I, I, just, I just love, you know, things that are electrified, I, I'm, all, I'm all about it. I'm all about everything. You know, water even, I, I'm all about, you know, water-cooled setups and so, or even frozen technology. Anyway, so that being said, it takes people some time to be able to embrace that. And, you know, forcing people into electrification is not the best way to go about it. Um, and it will come, the performance arena is amazing. Look what Porsche is doing. Porsche is, you know, combining, you know, efforts of Bugatti and also uh, um, uh, Rimac. So they own you know, stock in these companies and coming together to form a new entity that would just be high performance supercar in terms of electric opportunities and electrification. So that's coming, it's all coming. But the way to do it is not to force people. It's something that should be gradually implemented, you know? BC, I saw recent cuts of your amazing film. Can't wait to fully release. Thank you so much, Urparse. Mm, you're very clever. It should be a lot of fun. I should be launching first week of August. So it's almost a month away. Scuderia sends a soldi from Germany. Thank you for joining. Um, Qualcomm, I heard Qualcomm closed down. I didn't name myself King out in San Diego, you know. Uh, Velocity Road likes Mission Beach, Cindy loves Crowd Point, Belmont Park. Indeed, that's where I went. That's where I went, Big Head Designs. Thoughts on the Kia Stinger? Beautiful car. I mean, you look at the Kia Stinger, if no one told you it's Kia, you think it's some kind of European exotic, you know, four-door sedan, some kind of European cool BMW M series killer. It looks cool. I like it. You'd be pleased to know that the technology that went to the Kia with that twin turbo V6, some of that technology came from here at Bissimoto. You'd be pleased to know that. And uh, yeah, it's a car that I um, find extremely appealing and with tons of potential, which many people haven't explored, but it has a ton of potential, you know? I'll be there around 8-1. Oh, Excel Truck, it'd be great to see you if I'm around. That'd be great indeed, you know? Fox Design missed a few. Wow, so much has been going on, Fox Design. I talked about uh, me getting my COVID shot, which kicked my butt. I was a dealership not too long ago. 
Um, and here I am in the facility. But we talked everything about the RPM Act. Um, oh, I think I always even did one outside. I was on my way coming back from uh, some filming. And on the way back, I stopped by at a charging station and talked about it as well. We went deep, we went deep Fox Design into what's going on with the EPA and how agents are out there shutting down shops, grabbing people who are selling ECUs and intakes and exhaust systems, all that fun stuff. It's really, really sad indeed, you know? Hey, Shell, good afternoon. Good seeing you. Hopefully you had a pleasant 4th of July. Shell's someone who I've worked with many years out in the industry of pharma, just like I did with Cindy Kelly Mays, and just a very good friend. Um, hello, Bavarian Knight. Good seeing you indeed. Um, oh, West Coast Alice says, unfortunately, lots of cool shows at the Monterey Car Week have been canceled, so I'll get my refund to my hotel. CMA will be his only big event. That's unfortunate. I know, Alex, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that um, in Monterey, for those of you who don't know, Monterey Car Week is like, think of SEMA on steroids for the rich and famous. <laughs> think of that. You go to Monterey from Carmel to Quail, you have all this stuff. You see all these very expensive, beautiful classic cars. These women with amazing large hats that are extremely elegant. It is like the creme de la creme of like car culture and collectivity. Big companies, all the big companies are there when it comes to opulence. You know, Bugatti is there, Singer is there, Acura is there with some new opportunities as well every year. Audi, Porsche, it's huge. And then it goes on for a full week, not like SEMA where it's just from Tuesday to Friday. This is like from Monday through Sunday. And usually on Saturday and Sunday, they have the historic races at uh, the Laguna Seca Speedway. And whenever you go to these races, oh my goodness, the eye candy there. You will see everything from classic Mazda race cars to Group 5 Porsches racing original cars from 959s to 935s. I mean, you see them all there. The original cars that raced back in the day are there, and it's just amazing. Well, above and beyond the racing and historics and all the car shows and high-end auctions, there are a lot of events, meet and greets, parties, shows. It's just a place to go to. I mean, think of Amelia Island meets Sima meets the biggest, craziest rave you make it together with a lot of wealthy people. So Alex and I have had the opportunity to, West Coast Alex that is, to go to Monterey almost every year. And we've enjoyed it. We've invited to quite a few get-togethers, which is great. I think a couple years, I also had Mazda, who was kind enough. Thank you, Mazda, so much for being great hosts for us. Got us access to Quail and some of those crazy events where it's like $13,000 just to get in. <laughs> and then we were able to get in and enjoy the meals and the ambiance and all that fun stuff. So it's been fantastic, right? Well, this year, it looks like because of COVID, the city of Monterey has been limiting the amount of people that can go to an event. That's what I heard. And hence, because of that, it's put the... Uh, event coordinators in a position where they can't put together events with 30 people or 10 people because these are events that usually have thousands of people so i think a lot of companies are backing off but you never know we're still in july beginning of july who knows what will happen as time progresses that we get closer and closer to august but i don't know right now i still plan alex on going there but we'll see what happens um i'm just keeping my knees bent you know with the RPM Act ban EV swaps as well. No, we're not Williams. And the reason why is because when you do convert vehicles to electrification, there are no emissions being spewed out. So, and the RPM Act doesn't ban it. The RPM Act is something that is there to help create awareness and a petition to sign to repeal the law that's in place. So the RPM Act isn't the issue. The RPM Act is the opportunity to improve it. So that being said, the problem is if you do anything to an emission control vehicle to you know, remove the emission control and spew more hydrocarbons or elements of combustion into the atmosphere. So if you tune a car, 
you're spewing more hydrocarbons, right? If you take out a catalyst, you're doing that. If you modify the intake, if you take out a charcoal canister, anything you do to remove and cause an increase of hydrocarbon excrement, for lack of a better phrase, into atmosphere is a big no-no. If you're taking the car out, you know, apart just to make it a roller and it's just sitting down as a roller, like most cars are here, no problem, right? If you take it out to infuse some type of electric technology which puts out no emissions whatsoever, you're fine. So that's what that's about. Good stuff. Tesla S Plaid, take it and it will fly. You're right, man. Guys, I don't know if you heard, but the Tesla S Plaid is ridiculous. People are getting kicked off of drag strips because these are bone stock four-door Model S's, and these cars are running nines, doing over 135 miles an hour. You know, over, over 135 miles an hour, you definitely need a cage. Um, above 150, you need a parachute. <laughs> so that, oh, I'm going crazy. No, I think at 135, you need a parachute. At 150, you need like a six-point cage, right? So that being said, you have a bone stock car, street legal, that's running nines, electrified. All-wheel drive, just killing people out there. So what some guys are doing with this new plot is that they're going to the track and they're letting off before the end of the drag strip, whether it's eighth mile, quarter mile, just to stay legal. So it's, it's been, I'm telling you, it's so crazy how electrification is gonna change the game in terms of speed and what we expect from performance. It's just bananas. Yes, I love the sound. Yes, I love to be able to have the opportunity to have anti-lag and to pop and bang and burble. and It sounds cool, right? But man, when it comes to pure and applied performance, when it comes to acceleration, that 0 60, half mile, quarter mile, even track, even, even Pike's Peak, where EVs don't have any, there's no influence of EVs with, with elevation. They don't care. You could be at sea level or at Colorado. You could be at sea level or Kilimanjaro, and the EV will perform the same. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy indeed. It's just amazing. So we'll see how things go, you know? Hello, Matthew, with the four door purple Integra. Good seeing you again, sir. Hopefully, all is well. Um, 2020 SI, says FC Chase with K-Tuner and TSP Stage 1 using 91, a gallon of E85. As far as oil weight, should I stay with 020? I'll move to 530. It depends. Not all oils, um, FC30, are compatible um, with ethanol-based fuels. A lot of them get diluted very easily, and that's why some manufacturers would tell you, oh, just step it up to 1, just because of dilution, and you, they want you to still have that ability for, for protection. And here's the deal. Choose an oil with at least 1,700 parts per million of zinc to help protect your valve train, especially with your, you know, L-series engine. Then have something that's easily ethanol compatible. And you know, I use this, the pure oil, you see this sign up there. That, with that, you can stay with 020 without qualm. You can stay with 020, it doesn't get miscible very easily. It has anti-coagulating properties. It um, has very high um, resilience to chemicals and to elements of combustion, so you'll be fine. So, and you know, oil is also a fluid that has to be pumped through your engine. Whenever you go up in the viscosity, it does take pumping losses, it takes energy to pump out that oil throughout your motor. So that being said, I would encourage you, whenever you can, use an oil that allows you to stay with a thinner grade and give you the protection you need. So, 0W20 will pure all and you're good to go. No need to step it up to 530 or 1040. Look at all those Porsche, says Mission Flyer. Do you even Honda anymore? I do. I am a lover of all marquees. Today, my daily driver um, was a Hyundai Kona. So I have a Hyundai as my daily driver today. I have Porsches here in the showroom. Um, right there, there's a Volkswagen and there's a Rolls Royce. And in the very corner of that is my Insight and the wagon and the van. So 
and they have a client's uh, EG here as well, and an S2000. I don't know if you can see the S2000. Uh, you, can't, you can't quite see, it's behind the carton back there. But yeah, I, I have it all, I have them all here. Rimac is going six, says never lose A9, absolutely. That guy, I mean, mate, Matt, Matey, how do you say his name? This is a guy who started out with BMWs drifting and then blew his petrol engine, his gasoline engine, and then decided to go to electrification. And then had some challenges initially, it was kind of slow, and he stuck with it. And this is, this is as recently as 2007 to 2009. And he's like pushing along, pushing along, and trying to find ways to electrify his BMW drift car. And finally had success and started breaking records in his home country of Croatia. And, or, or is it Czech Republic? I don't remember. Croatia, Czech Republic, I'm not sure. Anyway, and guess what ended up happening? People started taking notice in his region. And he started getting investors to help him out. And before you know it, fast forward to today, he builds one of the most ridiculous supercars in the EV space ever. I will drive, I'm talking 1,200, 1,300, 1,400, 1,600 horsepower. He's working on 2,000 horsepower EV all-wheel drive supercar. And then now he's been acquired, his company, I think he owns about 38% of the company now. The rest of the company is owned by Porsche and Volkswagen and Hyundai. And now he has a stake combined with Bugatti. The guy is just killing it. I really admire what he's doing, you know? Um, do I have a GTR, R35? No, I do not. I don't have a relationship quite yet with our friends from Nissan, but that may come to pass very soon. Hello, Suabala. Good seeing you. Thanks for joining. Hello, Animal Pyrotechnico. <laughs> Trying to say it properly. Chris, Ferrari Chris, South Bay. Good seeing you, sir. I think you're still at South Bay Ferrari. So, Chris Bohr is a great guy. He's someone who I've met when he worked at South Bay Mercedes Benz. He's very kind to my family and I. And now he's had the opportunity to graduate into the beautiful world of the pressing horse, AKA Ferrari. And just a great enthusiast. I don't know if he still has his Corvette, but he's all about that, that, that fast life safely, of course. And um, I find his friendship extremely appealing, indeed, you know? Is it possible to run a GDI and MPI on a standalone ECU? It is, but it's very cumbersome. You can do that. Um, some OEMs even have that. You think about, uh, you know, a car that currently exists, the A86, you know that Toy Baru that existed? So BRZ, FRS, those had both. And then with aftermarket solutions, they even piggybacked on that. So yes, it is very possible to do that, Velocity and Racing Red. Iceland's in the house, courtesy of Thor, do Thor Darson. Thank you for joining. Hope you got some time off on the fourth. Um, did, a little bit, wasn't here, but thank you for asking. Great, I'm glad to hear that. Pebble Beach, absolutely not lifted. I guess I'm missing so much. I guess I'm missing so much, you know. Race Every Day brought up a great question, saying, Hello, BC. Have you covered why an electric motor isn't connected to a manual transmission? And no, I have not. But let's talk about that indeed, because that's a fantastic question, guys. So, and I'm curious to see your input, all of you, as I talk about this and how fantastic this is. So, here is how things work when it comes to comparing motors to engines. When I say motors, I mean electric motors. And when I say engines, I say engines that are internal combustion. Internal combustion engines, just the way that they operate, exist in a world where they start off mechanically, physically, with a low torque output. So you just take off from a stop, right? And you have low torque. The torque is so low that if you're driving a manual and you kind of let off the clutch very quickly, it could stall because there's no torque to move that mass of car forward. So you kind of have to rev it up and kind of get that balancing point where you kind of slip the clutch and get into it, you know? Or have this creeping opportunity with automatics. But bottom line is that petrol, gasoline engines, internal combustion engines start for low torque. And as you go up in RPM, in revolutions per minute, 
over time, you notice that the torque goes up and up and up and up and up and peaks and then falls off quite rapidly as well. So you have a narrow region where you have peak torque. Now the reason why you need a transmission is to allow you to shift and change multiplication ratios to allow you to continue to accelerate. So if you just had one gear in a gasoline engine, you get to an RPM or revolution per minute over time, and then when you get to the end of that RPM limit, the car will cease to accelerate. Then when you change a gear and change the multiplication coming out of the engine via a transmission, the RPM falls off and you can accelerate further again and then you do that again to try and take advantage of that narrow power band where the torque exists. Okay? So you have two decent limitations. You have the limitation of torque and you have the limitation of an RPM band. Now let's look at a very commonplace today. Automotive-based three-pole alternate current electric motors. Those, especially let's say with Tesla, that's a good example, tend to have a very wide RPM band, up to 15,000 RPMs, right? 18,000 RPMs can be pushed even further than that. Then you look at the torque output. Torque stores are very high, like literally you're almost peak torque, you pretty much peak torque at one RPM. And that peak torque stays up there for extended period of time and falls off very gradually, not as rapidly as you would see with a petrol engine. So what does that mean? You have the opportunity where you can, based upon the torque multiplication coming out of the transaxle that you're connected your engine axles to, or your motor axles to, or your vehicle axles to, you tend to have this opportunity for a very long opportunity for acceleration without shifting. So you can get from zero to 140, 150, 160 miles an hour, which most people don't do on public roads, right? Hopefully not, and not have to shift at all because you don't have a narrow power band you're dealing with and you don't have limitations in terms of RPM. And you have less moving parts and it's very reliable and all that fun stuff. So, what, that being said, there's really no reason to mate a transmission to an electric motor of that caliber because it doesn't have the, the, the resistances or limitations that you see with a petrol engine. And trust me, if a petrol engine could have high torque, also have a very wide RPM band to exist with without failure, then you won't need multiple gears as well. In drag racing, we try to limit our gears as much as possible because every time we shift, we lose time, right? I understand the enjoyable experience, even though it can be quite heart-wrenching when you're trying to win a race, you're trying to get in the right gear, but guess what? We try to reduce it. If I have a six-speed setup and we're trying to drag race, we're going to get you to two speeds, three speeds, four speeds max, just so that we don't waste time shifting because every time you shift, you put in a clutch or you use some kind of kill switch to remove power and then put in gear and apply the power again, that period of time where you don't, you're not applying power, you're, going, you're slowing down. You're not accelerating the way you could if you stayed in it. So imagine you being able to just, just push through it, right? So could you, or are there opportunities where you could make a transmission, a manual transmission to an electric motor? Yes, you can. In my experience, I've had to do that, and there's a car that is on the lift right now, we're doing that too, with an earlier motor that doesn't allow for a long RPM band output. So I have an electric motor that has the opportunity to have an 8,000 RPM limit, and it's a low voltage system. Instead of 400 to 800 volts, it exists in the 100 to 120 volt system as well. And then this vehicle doesn't allow us to easily implant in an integrated motor, transaxle, and inverter assembly. So our transmission is the opportunity to do that. Now we're doing that for efficiency's sake, and to retain the beauty and classic nature of this vehicle car, this particular car we're playing with. As a matter of fact, even that red cover, there's a 912 in there, has the same setup. 
you know? But here's the caveats. In cars like that, first gear is absolutely useless because you have this ridiculous multiplication that's supposed to help the gasoline engine come, come to light. And then that is just not fun at all. It just blows the tires away. Same thing with second. But what's cool about that is you can put it in fourth gear, leave it in fourth, and just take off and you never have to stall it. You can just let off the clutch completely, peel out, or you just left the clutch and then initiate your pedal and it'll just move forward. So that being said, it's pretty cool, right? But to try and enjoy that shifting mechanism, I get it. If that's something you want, it can be done. But from a physical perspective, there's no need for it. The only situation I've seen is in a car where it's much more appealing to do so or with electric motor and or electric motor that has a limited RPM capability and we're trying to get the car to accelerate even further. So I know that's a long answer to a short question, but that's the reason why. Second reason, or third reason I should say that's pretty interesting is strength. Electric motors put out a lot of torque. The one I drove today is a 201 horsepower setup, but 248 pound foot of torque at very extremely, I think like 30 RPM. It's ridiculous, right? So that being said, standard transmissions for automotive applications can't handle that kind of torque. So if I have a 100 horsepower setup, and let's say a D-series Honda, and it was designed to handle 100 horsepower, you know what happens when we boost it, we start breaking transmissions, right? Well, imagine the torque that can come out of an electric motor similar size to a D-series, and you made it, you can easily put out 300 pounds foot of torque, just like that, and it can shred every gear in there. So now comes the expense of being able to have a very robust transmission, like what Porsche did in Taycan. The Taycan has a two-speed transmission, automatic nonetheless, but it's still a transmission with gears, and that thing is made so robust, in such a robust nature, you don't have any problems with fracturing gear sets when you're having a lot of fun, when you're launching and having all that fun. So that being said, that's one of the reasons why is strength as well. So I know it's a long answer to a short question, but hopefully that answered your question satisfactorily, you know? How's the wagon van, says Joe Carmeet. I miss seeing it. I want to see the motor and see how it's doing and going to make a video again with it. Well, I want to see how things are going with this EPA thing right now. It's just going to just collect dust here. It's been here in the facility. But definitely, I'll let you know and put up some videos when that does happen, you know? Any 993s? Not here. You know, I've never owned a 993. I guess because I'm kind of partial to the frog eyes of the classic 911s. So when it comes to the newest of the air-cooled, I kind of have a preference for the... 964s because the suspension is much nicer, the air conditioning works beautifully, it still has that potent 3.6 that all the Porsche files love in the, on the air-cooled era, but it still has that classic look but it's still modern and fun to drive around, it doesn't have that bug-like feel to it. 993s kind of have those headlights that look like 997s and it's just not my cup of tea so I've never owned one, I never had the interest to get one. And I've worked on some for clients but I don't have any here in the facility right now as we speak. Paulo Junior GS says, hello, I'm from Brazil and I'm a big fan of your work. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate that indeed. Grace Porsche says, Art Studio Automotive. Thank you so much indeed. I have the best boss ship. Thank you, God, says Ron's World. Congratulations to you as well. Nice car, said Pravier. Appreciate that as well. Brad Harry says, 992 Turbo S, 10.2 quarter mile. Amazing, right? But Brad Harry, imagine, we just talked about the Plaid a moment ago, right? So you have a 992 Turbo S, hauling, right? 700 horsepower, no problem. And then you line up on a drag strip with a four-door Tesla, stock, high in the air, and it clicks off a mid-nines next to you. Man, that's kind of heart-wrenching, right? But anyway, that's what's going on. Over steering Florida, hello to you as well. Um, thank you so much, Tambor, I don't know how to say your name, you know? Fast car, really cool series. Thank you so much. Mitch the Bitch says 96 EV kit. Not yet. You know, I was thinking, it's so weird you said that, Mitch, because I was just thinking about that this past weekend. I was thinking about, man, how cool would it be 
to put together a 996 EV conversion. Because those 996s are, are I'm, I'm telling you, I know Porsche guys hate, I know some of you Porsche guys hate 996s, but it's a really fun car. It's Porsche's first foray into the water-cooled space with 911s. Yes, the dash leaves a little bit to be desired in the richness department. Um, yes, some people don't like the fragged headlights, even though it's grown on me. Um, yes, the front end fascia kind of looks like an early Boxster. So what? But it's still a 911, you know, over and over again. And the prices of 996 are starting to creep up a little bit. And it has a really bad name with the whole IMS bearing, and, you know, intermediate shaft bearing, and the rear main seals having challenges, and so on and so forth. And people listen for the death rattle. It's made some a lot of people rich by creating, you know, IMS bearing solutions. So, but nonetheless, it's a very common platform. There's a lot of them out there. They're still fun cars and can be made to be pretty formidable track cars. So imagine a world where you could have a 996 with all that Porsche, Porsche pedigree and all the history. It's starting to look a little classic, become a little classic, but then you fuse it with modern EV technology. That'd be fun, right? And that way you, you don't have to worry about IMS bearings. You don't have to worry about RMS seals. You don't have to worry about death rattle. You don't have to worry about trying to find a a twenty thirty thousand dollar nine nine six engine or or m nine six engine to replace in case your engine goes bad or expensive rebuilds or crazy modifications or to have a lot of fun because to get a nine nine six m nine six engine to make four hundred it's a lot of power but a lot of work and resources but imagine an ev four hundred horsepower setup so I'm really thinking about that can I do that in the next year I don't know maybe a year after possibly but um yeah I was just really thinking about that. Palais and Pavilion saying, how can I watch the Motor Mythbusters outside of the U.S.? Yes, I understand that. Um, and, I, you know, it's so weird. I just wrote an email to network about that today because I heard a rumor about your ability to watch it on Discovery, Discovery Plus overseas. So, Pavilion, hang tight. I'll get an answer for you very soon. I know it's a valid concern. We had a lot of fun doing, filming that Motor Mythbusters. Faye was fantastic. So was Tori. We had, you know, Davis and, and Faye and, and just a whole group of us just there doing wonderful things. And... It would be a shame if you don't experience our wonderful uh, experiences, for lack of a better word. So hang tight, Pavlin. I should have an answer for you by the next Tech Tuesday. Um, I put in a call with one of the network heads. Uh, she's on vacation till tomorrow, and hopefully we can connect and I can find out, you know? Have a wonderful day as well, Isaiah Peter 61 I appreciate all your support. TXM, B and DNR, do you team JDM? I used to, um, but my tuning services are put on hold as we speak, you know? My pleasure indeed, FC3 Chase. Thank you so much. Do you use the 5W30 on big turbos on SI engines? So race every day. If it's something where I'm pushing the envelope, if I'm more than doubling the power, yes, I do. If it's an engine that I built, especially to be able to handle the rigors of a larger turbo and my bearing clearances dictate, because that's really what dictates all your weight, my bearing clearances dictate for me to use a 530, I'll do it. You know, For example, the Odyssey I built, that requested 0W20 for a regular fill, but when I put four figures into that vehicle in terms of power, I had to update to a 5W30 because my fully built engine and bearing clearances allow me to be able to do that, you know? Mate, that's how you said. Okay, that's good to know, D-Link. I didn't know that. Mate, I was saying mate, matey. Yes, Croatia. Thank you so much, Olaf911. I appreciate it indeed. I kept thinking Czech Republic, but yeah, it's Croatia indeed, you know? Hello, Maketa82. Good seeing you indeed. Thank you so much for joining. Favorite EC for Honda AP1, Supercharger Tunes, AM, EMS, V2, okay, I like both. I really do. The one thing that allows me to really have partial, I would say, appeal for the AM V2 is the full capability, or even Infinity, is a full capability for flex fuel um, and knock control. 
So I'm very limited with the K-Pro in terms of knock control, a very unique knock function. Well, I have a lot with, with the AMEMS. Plus the AMEMS is a full brand new ECU versus the K-Pro, which is a, a factory mostly used ECU that kind of has an elegant hack, but both can work extremely well. Both can work well. I just love the flexibility and fail saves I can do intimately with the AMEMS. You need a vet says never live 89. Man, you know, if I had a relationship with GM, yes. I like the C8 a lot. Also, I like it very, very much, you know. They also didn't exist because of UAE investors that wanted to move them to UAE, and Matt refused. Investor bailed, and Matt prevailed. Good for him. Matte prevailed. Wow, I didn't know about that dealing. That's great. For those of you who don't know dealing designs, great individual. You know those turbo fans on the back of the wagon? We were just talking about the wagon a moment ago. He's the one who did it. And then I had another turbo fan set in front of a beautiful hybrid I built for American Hyundai, Hyundai Motors America. He's just a talented individual, and his turbo fans aren't just for looks. They're actually functional. I have them on the rear of the wagon to help evacuate gases from underneath the carriage to allow for some downforce. And the front of the hybrid that we built for the same reason, which is pretty cool. Cool breaks down and evacuate air, which is pretty nice. And they look cool, too. So, Dealing, thank you so much for being who you are and supporting our cause, you know? Do you have a favorite under-the-radar sports enthusiast car right now? I do. And W. Zander. I do Northwest Zander. The 996 Twin Turbo. That is an under-the-radar sports car. Let me correct myself. It is the most underrated supercar, period. Think about it. 996 Twin Turbo. A flat-six, water-cooled engine, that borrows its technology from the air-cooled brethren of yore. Then, all-wheel drive. Then, a transmission that can sneeze, laugh, at 1,000 horsepower. Then, the capability of being a Porsche 911 that's with all its prestige. Then, you look at the inside. You compare the 996 Turbo to its 996 non-turbo brethren. 996 interior is quite nice. The leather appointments on the dash is just much richer, just really cool. And exists in that realm between, it looks classic, but still modern. So all those things lend itself very well to it being a very magnificent vehicle. Then when it comes to opportunity for tuning, my goodness, with a little turbo upgrade and a little tuning, you can get the 600 horsepower all day, every day on pump gas. And it's a lot of fun, a very fun 600 horsepower that is just a massive opportunity to have tons of fun on the track. So that being said, in my opinion, the 996 Twin Turbo from Porsche. Under the radar, underrated, indeed. Thank you, Jonas. Appreciate that saying nice garage. Uh, appreciate that indeed. Um, can you turn on the Lotus beside you? It's, I don't have the key. Maybe a little bit later. I can do that right now. Um, Tumbo, I did answer your question on the JDM. Nice you said, BC says, Isaiah, thank you for, for, your, for your kind words. Appreciate that indeed. Oh my goodness. I have a Mini Cooper Turbo. What would be a good way to start some extra points? That's quite easy. You know, there are flight. I don't know where you are in the world. In America, it's becoming extremely hard to do any kind of tuning, especially if you're not track only. So that being said, intake header exhaust and a flash. That's a good way to be able to start and create some nice, reliable power for you. Turbo was a game changer. Absolutely, Ron. I'm telling you, indeed. Still a Porsche like pizza, even frozen pizza, but it's bomb. <laughs> you're so funny, Ron. That's a, that's a pretty nice analogy. I like that a lot, you know. Have a blessed day as well, Isaiah Peter 61 Appreciate you, indeed. Thank you so much. Um, peace to you, PDX Fitter. Appreciate that indeed. Back in the day, it was Porsche Turbo, Terminator Cobra, ran the streets. Interesting to know. Interesting to know that. Are we talking about the 930 or the newer ones, you know? 
I can hear the prices shooting up of 996s right now, says Wrong World. No, it's just, I'm just keeping it real. It's really cool. They're cool cars. I had a blue one with gold wheels. I love that car. A client came in, made me an offer, and I couldn't refuse it. But in retrospect, man, I should keep that, or maybe I should look for another one. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty nice indeed, you know? Um, hello, Yoshinobi Yoshida. Good seeing you indeed. And thank you for joining my 181st episode of the Beast and Model Tech Tuesday. And guys, um, yes, it's time for me to excuse myself because we're getting close to the hour timeline. But I appreciate each and every one of you joining me here on episode 181. It will be here and definitely on Instagram. And also, after we're done, I'll have my good friend Miggy edit and be able to put it up on YouTube. So you can view all the good juicy stuff from this particular podcast on interaction. And if you prefer to listen opposed to seeing all this madness going on here, you can do that via your very popular and favorite podcast outlets from Podbean to Anchor to Spotify to Heart Radio to Google Podcasts to Apple Podcasts to iTunes. All you have to do is search for BCMoto, B-I-S-I-M-O-T-O, and I'll come up and you can have a blast. Long live BC says never lifted 89. Appreciate that indeed. Have a blessed day to you as well, Leo Bagunas. Blessings to you, Ashen Campbell, and blessings to each and every one of you. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Cheers. Bye-bye.